a week no longer greatness has arrived welcome to the trophy room a playstation podcast made by the players for the players i am your host joseph aka mr badbit and it is here where me and my best friend kyle talk about the latest the greatest in all things playstation of course you can listen to the show wherever you find your podcasts and on the video version on youtube at the trophy room show if you like what you hear please consider dropping us a five-star review over on apple podcasts or you can throw us a buck our way over at patreon.com slash ps trophy room so with all that said with all that out of the way the greatest co-host whoever is whoever will be mr kyle stevenson how are you sir? so 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 tired joe yeah Same. i'm so tired it's Same. the heat is oppressive. Yep. Uh, uh, today is it's more of like the humidity because we were here on the east end of Long Island today. We were at like a ninety three percent humidity. It was oh only like seventy five degrees. Yeah. But it was ninety three degree ninety three percent humidity, so it felt like we were walking through a swamp, and I was just dripping. Uh, it was not fun, and camp is just destroying me, Jeff. How, how is camp for you? Because well, it's been it, it's, it's been a year plus since you've been out in the world yeah, working. Man. Yeah, it's been nine a year and a half that I've I've sat on this couch behind me. Yeah. and just played video games pretty much all day. Beautiful. So it's kicking my butt because I'm not used to it. Yeah. Uh, I haven't been this active in a year and a half, pretty much. Yeah. But the the kids are the kids are fine. Mm-hmm. It's good to see other people, other staff members, even yeah. though we are confined in our own little spot. But it is, I kid you not, Joe, uh, hot take or triggering for some, I don't know. It's <laughs> it's effing prison. Yeah, okay? how so, Kyle? It feels how so? like prison. We are, I have to stay in this room okay. with 10 kids all day. Okay. We have outside time and we have TV time. Okay. I've watched Orange is the New Black. I know <laughs> what those two things mean. <laughs> and and yeah. Joe, here's the kicker. Today we got word that we are now finally What's allowed that? to play card games with each other. Whoa. I know. <laughs> I'm so excited. Something to do. And it, it would be a little bit different if like my my group of campers are a little bit more outgoing. Cool. Oh. They're they're no, they're great kids. It's just I try to talk to them and have conversations. So they're like, I don't know, or they just shrug their shoulders. So it's like silent most of the day. Really? And I'm like, oh, you're you're driving. Somebody do something bad, please. <laughs> I just need I need so something to live liven up my day. But it's God, it's the good to be out and about. No, they're not though. They're cool kids. They're uh-huh. they're fantastic uh, artists. There's some sure. really cool artwork on the walls. Uh, they can be really funny. It's just they don't want to talk to each other or me. So I don't know what to do. Oh, oh man, that's <laughs> hopefully good. playing some Uno or yeah. something. Like I'll, I'll I'll be able to get a little bit more out of them. Yeah. Sounds like a bunch of dorks if you ask me. Listen, Kyle, I don't want to talk about these dumb kids that won't talk to you. You can't relate to the youth anymore. I want to talk about some good old-fashioned PlayStation. You down with that, sir? I'm always down. All right, because this week, listen, it's it's a, it's a week for sure. Like, we're going to be talking about how Atlas is teasing Persona 6. We're going to be talking about how Battlefield's bringing cross-play to PlayStation. We're going to talk about our game of the year so far and... Kyle, more yeah. rumored PlayStation director's cuts and how Kojima Woo. doesn't like the phrase director's cut. We're going to talk all about that. But before we do, I do want to say this. Twitter's been Twitter. It's an yep. awful place. Yeah. It seems like every quarter we have to have an outrage about something. 
So mm-hmm. I want I want I want to know what your take is on easy modes. Apparently sure. these these fake journos out here they can't they can't deal with a good old fashioned medium or hard mode. They they want the <laughs> easiest mode. They just yeah. want to hand it to them, Kyle. How dare they? What's your take on an easy mode? <laughs> I love easy mode. Yeah. I just like I don't care what difficulty you play a game on you're playing a game that's cool with me True. gaming's for everybody uh i know if you've been on twitter you've seen that phrase a lot or you should see that a lot if you mm-hmm. don't there might be some pruning uh taking that from loki Ooh. of your timeline make sure it's like you're in the right circles there it's just like i I just don't understand why it's so bad for a gamer to play on easy mode or, right. or journalists to play on easy mode. Journalists <laughs> have to play so many games for a review. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I would do that. Are you kidding me? I'd play it on easy mode so I can see, review the story and then maybe hop in and play a little bit more, like, on a harder difficulty if it's that kind of game. Right. right. Um, difficulty does not matter to me you play whatever you want to play on i don't care i was talking to a couple of my friends they they, they just play on easy they're like dude i'm yeah. i got a wife kids i don't have absolutely I, I got 40 minutes of popping a game i want to enjoy it some people like you know want to feel like that that just like it's like the power fantasy almost it's like yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just an unstoppable force so like to me i feel like easy modes in games it, it's it's like a branching path Almost because like on one path, gamers, if you want to play on if the game is offering you difficulty settings, you could go as low or as high as you want. If you want to play hell on earth mode, go for it. Enjoy your life. <laughs> Enjoy that frustration. If you want to just literally watch cutscenes and that's what your enjoyment is, go for it. Do it at the same exact time. If you're a dev, Kyle, it's whatever you feel like. Like if, you know, a lot of people don't think about this, but like putting modes in games that's extra time that's extra development mm-hmm. that's extra balancing like how many times when you look at a game on the lower right hand side they're like default this is this is how the game has been balanced by the devs like this is this is the preferred way of play um yeah. and when you get to like a hard mode sometimes it's not balanced correctly and sometimes like enemies just feel like bullet sponges or they just hit way too hard absolutely yeah, yeah or like sometimes they're just way too easy and it's just like you know, I'm 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 using a lightsaber against a couple of pinatas. When or it comes to or it. on the other side of thing, like you unlock a power that is way too powerful and it becomes OP, and that's yeah. the only thing you use. Yeah. So, so yeah. So yeah, I, I I understand that. And to me, like a lot of people bring up from software, as you know, I'm a huge from stan, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. like don't bring them into this because they literally said no, that's not what our game is, and they just they don't have it there. And respect to that. Like, I respect it. If the developer says, no, I have a strict vision, this is what it's going to be, and and we're not deetering from that path, go for it. But if you're a dev and you're like, I'm going to put some sliders here or there to make sure people have an easier time because that's how I'm envisioning my vision, go for it. Do it. And at the same exact time, Kyle, there's a third branching path. And here's where I'm going to get the sauciest of hot takes. Uh Uh-oh. If you're a game reviewer, a lot of people think like we get these games a week in advance. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you get these games like two days in advance. Like yeah. some days, sometimes like we've gotten codes on the day of a, of a release of thing. There's no way we could re- review it. And a lot of people don't realize how reviews work. It's like you have literally the day of release and 48 hours after that, 
that 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 people will come to your site that that traffic will will come to to that review after the two days that traffic drops so if you are a site like an IGN or just any small site that relies on clicks to get that income because this is a job and a business yeah like it is pedal to the metal sometimes you don't have you don't have a lot of guides that show you how to solve you know puzzle A or puzzle B or puzzle C you know, sometimes yeah. you get lucky, but sometimes you don't. So I, you know, to me, I feel like if a reviewer is coming in at it, they should be playing on medium or the default setting. If they have the time, if they don't and they have to crunch on it, then yeah, bring it down to easy. Go ahead, play that game. But at least also let people know that, hey, I played this on the easiest setting. So here you go. Because if you play it on a, a, a step too high or step too low, again, you're not getting the the, the default setting, the, the vision that was spent the most time on. So you might not be engaging in the in a mechanic the fullest if sure. you do it that way. So to me, I feel like it's a multifaceted thing, and I'm sorry for the TED talk, but yeah, I like at the end of the day, I think that's enjoy a good compromise, though. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Enjoy the games. Yeah. Everyone should be able to play a game, no matter how hard or difficult it is, uh, on their own, at their own pace, and and at their own, own skill level. Mm. Uh, they deserve to be played. But yeah, I think that's good compromise. Just as a reviewer, if you are writing a review, mention what you played on. Mm. And I feel like the few times, the the, the couple of times, oh my god, the couple of last times, <laughs> I can't speak right now. The last couple of reviews I read that yeah. has been in there somewhere. Like yeah. I played on this and like, you know. Yeah, it's 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 so. a lot harder to make content than some people make it out to seem. And uh we need to give people, devs, everybody better the food of the doubt sometimes. And if you yeah. come in with an accessibility point of view and in, in terms of your review or focus, that's a totally different review as well. So again, Absolutely. I I feel like people Man, they, they like to jump down other people's throats. I think we all need to just settle down and, dare I say, play a video game. Yeah. With that said, I want to talk about our patrons. I want to talk about our producers, the people that fund this show, that keep this show running each and every week. I want to thank our platinum producers, Todd Burowitz and Too Soon. I want to thank our gold producers, Chaotic Monkey, Gavin Goffrey, Griffin, Wes, Jose, Jimenez, Jedi Master, Ren, Metal Kirby, and Robbie Bobby Miller himself. I want to thank our Silver Plus members, Hide Indoors, Nakachaka, Marcus O'Neill. Oh. It's just Ray, JB, the Purple Monkey, Jadus Vaughn Metal, Tim Ulf, Justin Rodriguez, Awesome Dave, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots, Cypher Primus, and Captain Logan. Thank you all for keeping the lights on each and every week. Um, we do the, these amazing things. We're able to do this show all because of your support over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy. That's why we look so good. Sounds so great. So if we got you through the global panorama, got you through a long car ride, tough day at work, Really does help us out. Toss us a buck our way over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. But enough easy mode talk, Kyle. Let's set this to the God-given <laughs> medium mode. I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say the, the new hard mode that is unlocked in director's cuts. Yes. It's, it's time to square up the news. <laughs> Ari Notice over at Kotaku writes, Kojima Destra... Oh, Kojima. Death Stranding Director's Cut isn't a Director's Cut. 
cross-genre game Death Stranding will receive an enhanced and ex- expanded version on PlayStation 5 this fall with Death Stranding Director's Cut. But Hideo Kojima, the game's famously enigmatic director, doesn't think it qualifies as a bona fide Director's Cut. Quote, A Director's Cut in a movie is an additional edit to a shortened version that was either released reluctantly because the director did not have the right to edit it, or because the running time had to be shortened, Kojima wrote in a series of tweets today, noting that Death Stranding Director's Cut features content that's additionally produced rather than cut. Uh, I'm sorry, I messed you up there. I messed with yeah, the that little the little thing that popped up. I was like, what? <laughs> uh, Delectors Plus or quote Delectors Plus. So, in my opinion, I don't like to call it Director's Cut. End quote. First announced at last month's summer kickoff live event, Death Stranding Director's Cut adds visual buffs and DualSense-specific haptic feedback. It'll include a bunch of new content, too, building up the story of Norman Reedus's Sam Bridges and feature a Metal Gear sneaky box. All of the new stuff, according to PlayStation Blog, is, quote, carefully woven into the core game experience, end quote. Death Stranding Director's Cut comes out on September 24th for PS5. Woo woo. So Hyden Doors writes in just like you can too. If you're a member of our Discord over at the Trophy Room Discord, or you could tweet at us at PS Trophy Room on Twitter, and they ask, there has been this whole hullabaloo going on about calling a repackaged version of a game a director's cut. In the end, does it really matter what the moniker is given? If or sorry, are you not going to buy the game if it's just a game of the year edition? Question mark. Does a definitive edition throw you in a way that a director's cut never could? Kyle, I, there has been a hullabaloo over this. Just the Shockingly. name director's cut. Yeah. What is your thoughts here? Because like, yeah, what like, I... what is the hullabaloo? Is it is it worth it? Like hullabaloo count. We're at four or five now. We're at four or five, um, give or take. I, I like hullabaloo. That's a word that I, I allow on the show. Gladly. I think we need to endorse I, that word. Sure. Triple A hullabaloo. New yeah, shirt coming soon. Yeah. Um, I think I don't care <laughs> what a game is called. Like, yeah. I really don't. Like like uh, Hide Doors was saying, it used to be the game of the year edition. It used to be a definitive edition. Yeah. I just now it's director's cut. It seems I, I just don't care what it is. Just give me the copy with all the added stuff into it and I'll take it. Yeah. Um, I don't understand why it's, a, it's this big, like argument or discussion over director's cut. Like Kojima. Sure. If he's saying he doesn't like the word director's cut, cause that ties to a film that is either shortened or whatever. And this isn't mm-hmm. that this is just new stuff edited. I get it. That's Kojima's choice. Um, I just, I I don't care. The only thing that I wish, maybe, maybe mm. if I were to tweak it a little bit and give, if PlayStation is going to have a line of all these director's cuts, PlayStation fight it a little bit. Oh, really? Why not just call it like the Platinum Edition? Oh. Or, 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 or like, um, I. I I just went to platinum edition. Okay. I have something else in my brain, <laughs> but like yeah, just like make it more like PlayStation affied. Yeah. I get it. To me, yeah, I don't understand the the hullabaloo either. Like I don't get it. I don't get the anger. Put another tally. I, I love that <laughs> word, man. I, again, I endorse it. Um, you know, I I don't get the hate that it's getting or like the 
the nonsense no. because at the end of the day it's it's it literally is just a game of the year edition. It's just yeah. Sony's way of making it special, which is silly, making but it it's, feel high end a little bit. Exactly. That's all. You know, they're making yeah. it so like because if, if it was called the Platinum Edition, well, people are just going to assume it's a Game of the Year edition and walk away. Director's yeah. Cut is nomenclature that we don't use often. So when I when when people are like Director's Cut, what does that mean? Yeah, you're going to get extra stuff that you never got before or whatever or repackaging in in X Y Z. So it's just a, it's just a way to market it, and I think I feel like. To me, it, it, it is just um, people want to be angry about something. And I think that something is being charged $10 for that upgrade. I, I think that's really it. That said, yeah. Jedi Master Ren goes with this question. Uh, with Kojima coming out and sharing his thoughts on the director cut nomenclature, do you think that he may be upset with how Sony is rolling out with this with his new edition of the game? Also, this could be a deciding factor uh, with him of getting in bed with Xbox to work with an exclusive uh, for them. So, okay, Kojima's thoughts about the director's cut is something that's noteworthy because even him, you know, himself, he has a problem with it. He's like, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I highlighted it here and I messed you up and I'm, I apologize. But it's, <laughs> it's like okay. it's usually an additional thing to a shortened version that was released reluctantly because the director didn't have time to edit it. I think this is also something to do with um, the translation because the way I see it, it's, it's him saying, I didn't cut anything in this game. This is just more stuff added to it. So it's not really yeah. a director's cut. It's more like a director's plus, right? Sure. It's him trying to say that, that I, I think the way I read it is like, Sony's not interfering with my vision. My, the, the game I, I wanted to tell was here. We just have more stuff littered in this game if you want it. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, th- I feel it, it, it's kind of the same thing as like after we record a podcast or after we make a video or after you do anything with your time, like making something, after it's done, you're like, oh, I could have edited this and maybe that would have made it better. Yeah, And so like this is him just going back and adding some cool new things to make that experience even better. Yeah. So in a way it is sort of like a director's cut because he is making the, the, the base thing better by adding things to it. It's I, just, yeah, it's just that naming thing is throwing people off cause it's so tied to movies yeah. and, it, and, and that kind of media. And it sounds a little pretentious. Let's be real. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Does. The, the, the other thing is like, is, 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 you know, so Sony rolling this out, annoying him. No, not not enough to get go over to Xbox or even maybe at all. Like this is just more money for him uh, in between his next game, which is going to be if all the rumors are aligned, the stars align and all that um, It's going to be with Xbox. So to me, I think the reason why he's not working with PlayStation is again, is that Death Stranding didn't sell that great. And if anything, this is a second chance for that studio to kind of sell more copies and maybe turn some more heads. Maybe time has been the factor here. And with people coming out going, you know what? Death Stranding was actually a pretty damn good game. Maybe that gives people a chance to maybe check it out if they, you know, ignored it the first time around. That's the way I see it, at least. Right. Nagachaka, though, writes in Kyle. He says, we have two confirmed PlayStation Director Cut games coming to the PlayStation 5. If this trend continues, what's the next PlayStation game to receive the Director's Cut treatment? Perhaps The Last of Us 2 bundled with Factions Multiplayer? 
I feel like we talked about this a little bit last week, but um, I, I definitely think Last of Us is next. I think that makes the most sense. I don't know. What say you? Either Last of Us or God of War. Mm. Okay. Like right before God of War Ragnarok or whatever it is, we get that kind of director's cut of the first game with, I don't know what they would add mm. per se. Um, but yeah, it's definitely one of those two, I feel. Um, mm. It's too early for Ratchet, too early for a Returnal one. I mean, do you want to say it or do you want me to say it? Please, Kyle. It would be, it would be my honor if you said it, sir. Could it be the Bloodborne director's cut? Oh, Kyle, let me tell you something. It has been one thousand nine hundred and thirty-eight days since the launch of Bloodborne. We keep on hearing rumors about this, by the way, and people yeah. thinking they're real sly. Like, and and also, by the way, I'm getting a little distracted because you know how I've been told. I told you off the show. Oh no, it's the desk going. The desk, <laughs> the desk is making sounds on the left side. Uh-oh. So I'm trying to. I'm gonna move it, see. Yeah, it's we need a new desk. This is this gets, it. It literally fell a little bit like by a centimeter. I'm a little nervous, <laughs> uh, but maybe it's just the hype for a Bloodborne PC remake thingy. Um, yeah. That said, I don't even think Bloodborne's it. Like, there's yeah. been so many rumors about it, and somebody's gonna claim to be right by the time this thing actually happens. But I just don't even think a Bloodborne during the middle of the holiday makes sense, really. Like, oh, here's the thing. Like, if 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 it's correct and the stars align again and Horizon comes out, why would you want to do Bloodborne, you know, bloodier edition? Does it make sense? Or director's cut. And also months before Elden Ring, I don't I don't really see that happening. Like it's yeah. like a lot of people are like, this is a small team in from software. I'm like, I don't think so. I think everybody's on the Elden Ring right now. At, at from so as much as I would love that I don't I don't think that's it I I really do think it's it's the Last of Us Part Two I think it is you know the the, the factions edition as well that they'll probably try to charge you money for maybe they give it to you for free but yeah you know, they'll charge you uh, fully foolish writes in and let me know if I said your name correctly I apologize if I haven't um, they write what would be your ultimate PlayStation director's cut if you got to choose from the library of past or present? Also, I just want to say loving the podcast. It's so much fun to listen to, and I look forward to each episode. Thank you. So Thank very you, much. Fully. <laughs> that means so much to me. Kyle? Oh. <sighs> what is the director's cut that I want? Yeah, what is it? Oh, oh, I got it. Anything, past or present. Anything. Kyle. I got it. I got okay. it. Okay. All right. Give me that order 1886 director's cut. Oh. Give, give me give me a little bit more of that universe cuz that universe is fantastic. Those characters are hat. great. Yeah. Oh, super interesting. There's more to that and that potential sequel that was teased at the end of that game. Mm-hmm. I would love to revisit that world with some more new stuff in there. Um yeah. gameplay gameplay aside of it's like fine. it not being everyone's cup of tea or what we expected it to be. I just really dug the whole vibe of order 1886. I feel you. I think that's a really good one. And I don't love feel because everybody's going to say like, I don't know, like again, yeah. uh, Resistance for for me me. or like bloodborne for you. Yeah. And honestly, the the game that I would like to see get that director's cut treatment, like, and, and, and really what we're praying for at this point is like a reboot. 
um, is is SOCOM. I was thinking about oh, it the other day. Yeah. I'm like, dude, we it's been a minute since we got a good SOCOM game. Um, you know, part of me would say Resistance as well, just because, yeah, just have have Insomniac rework those designs because I'm a stickler when it comes to a good FPS. So like, yeah. if it if FPSs are, I think for me, the hardest game to go back to because sure. they keep on getting refined year in year out. And, you know, the physics work in certain games and, or get upgraded as time goes on. And they just they don't age well is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for me, I would like to see maybe a resistance or a kill zone since those are a bit more modern. Get the touch up. Yeah. But man, I just want SOCOM again. I miss that multiplayer from that game. And when I'm I thinking multiplayer, Kyle, it's straight up the PSP like you know, multiplayer. That was so much fun. It was so good. And I think, yeah, I I think we're gearing it for it. I would love a director's cut of that. So I, I yeah, I think that's it. But again, it's more like I'm, I'm wanting a reboot. I don't know. Yeah, you just want now? you just want it back in some way, shape, or form. In the world again. Like yeah. it needs to be revived. Exactly. It's kind of what you want from it. Yeah. Absolutely. I get that. So at the end of the day, Death Stranding's a thing. It exists. It's gonna have a director's cut. Kyle, I yeah. think we talked about it last week. I, I don't think I'm going back to it. I've got my fill of the Death Stranding. Um yeah. you still on board? I, yeah, I still I still want to shoot things with that cargo cannon and ride that buddy bot <laughs> and see what the new story stuff is, because as crazy and weird and obtuse that story is at times mm-hmm. i am excited to see what new things that kojima added Fair. um because i do love those characters very very much mm-hmm. uh before we move on to the next one though i have a, i have a question for you oh, go for we it. talked about it last week about the ghost expansion and the upgrade price and, and stuff like that mm-hmm. um does the the leak or the rumor from a qa tester of the Iki island expansion being 15 to 20 hours of gameplay does that is that worth that money in your eyes? Because to me, I think it's worth it at like ten hours. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I was just wondering where you were on that. Um, that's a great question, dude. So yeah, apparently on Twitter, uh, it was leaked by I believe the place is called PlayStation Universe, which I'll yes. be mentioned to you a little later in the show, uh, saying that a QA tester has come out, saying that it is around like ten to fifteen hours of content. Um, it's it's very expansive. I don't buy that for a second. I'm going to be real with you. I don't think it's 10 sure. or 15 hours long. Um, I do think it's in the realm of five to six, like five okay. to eight even. And even that is giving it a lot of, a lot of, you know, credit because take a look at Miles Morales. That game is a, what is it? $50 game at this point, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. 70 with the remaster. Um, that game is for the most part, an expansion to a standalone expansion to Spider-Man. So, you know, it is using the same map um, and sometimes, you know, the same like enemies type of deal, but it's an expanded story that has special cutscenes and all that in the game. But in real, in, in, in hindsight, it's about eight to six hours. So if it's eight to six hours for a, you know, a, a $50 game, what is a 30 or $20 experience? Sure. I think it's a lot shorter that. than that. Mm-hmm. So again, I don't, don't buy that rumor. Cause I, I feel like you're setting yourself up for disappointment. For, if that's the case. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I get that. It, and for me, Kyle, I think also when they mean 10 to 15, I think it's also with legends content on top of that. Mm. So, okay. 
Yeah, All that's right. what I'm thinking. I don't know. What what, what say you so, when it comes to that ghost of Tsushima director's cut rumor? I can see it. Yeah? I can see it being like that 15 to 20 hour mark of... Because like in the differences between Ghost and Miles Morales per se, swinging around that city as Miles is so much faster than mm. riding on a horse or just running around that world on the island. Um so I feel like, and that's probably not the most exciting comparison I can make, but right. you're going to spend more time in this island uh, just traversing and finding all these cool little side things to do and petting monkeys and foxes and all that stuff mm-hmm. than Miles as you're whipping through and just checking your phone for nearby crimes to, right. to do. Right. So I, I think there's going to be a lot of new side stuff and new armor to go collect in the sets and whatnot. and. Okay. I'm just really excited to get back to it, Joe. Honestly, I'm yeah. like, I'm itching. Yeah, I'm you, itching to get back to go. Are you gonna admit that it, it was it was robbed of a game of the year? Nope. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. God, it's a perfect game. It really is. I, th- I, dude, I think about it almost every day. I got, I got, like, I'm in ghost mode right now. I got it on my Spotify. I'm just, I'm every day listening to it. You're ready. Yeah. yeah. God, I'm so ready. Let's go. That said, you know what I'm not ready for? Persona stuff. <laughs> you didn't see it coming, Joe. No. Rebecca Smith over at PS Lifestyle <laughs> writes, Persona 25th anniversary website teases seven new game projects and celebration events. Atlas has introduced a 25th anniversary website for the Persona franchise, as well as a thank you message for the fans. The site teases seven new game projects and celebration events to be revealed throughout the year, starting this September and ending in fall 2022. As translated by Gamatsu, the message thanks fans for supporting the franchise throughout the last 25 years, confirming the Persona games have now hit another major sales milestone. As of 2021, the Persona series has sold over 15 million copies worldwide. To all of our fans that have supported us for so long, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And this coming September, the Persona series will finally celebrate its 25th anniversary. To show our gratitude, we are preparing a number of celebrations over the one-year period from September 2021 to fall 2022. From 25th anniversary goods and various events to game news and more, we will be making all sorts of anniversary announcements. Please look forward to them. Ooh, Cloudside writes in with this question. With the excitement building for Atlas's Persona announcements, do you think Sony will be able to snag Persona 6 as a PlayStation exclusive? And how big would that actually be? Persona 5 was an amazing game and probably led people buying a PlayStation just for that game. That's a great question. I don't see the PlayStation Persona partnership ending anytime soon. Really? I don't, because I think PlayStation sees that as a valuable thing to have of come get this mainline game here on PlayStation and I, only on PlayStation. Well, and I'm thinking Atlas is seeing this property and going, we can get this thing to grow. Like, we're seeing Strikers sold really well. We're seeing sure. that, uh, what is it, Persona 4 Golden sold really well on Steam. Like, they were surprised by it for some reason. Um, I think it's going to cost them a way more money uh, to, to to throw at for Persona to be a PlayStation exclusive. While at the other hand, like, we know Xbox is hungry. And uh, and they, I bet they'd be willing to throw a pretty penny at this. Like, you saw Xbox threw a... a Buku amount of money at Kingdom Hearts and um, 
and next uh was it scarlet nexus and sure. even elden ring is going to have that promote promotional material all those games are going to sell better or have sold better uh on playstation but xbox is determined to get people western folks into uh jrpgs to tell people hey you, you could come for our stuff too because i think xbox is missing a huge market by absolutely jrpgs because yes yeah, like, i've been saying that for years xbox yeah. just does not acknowledge rpgs in the sli- jrpgs in the yeah. slightest and and as their localization from what i understand has gotten just leaps and bounds better i think this is something they really 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 want and more power to them like i you know i don't think because atlas is owned by sega so many people want sega to be bought by xbox that's never going to happen and if it does, like, there's no way they're gonna say Persona's only on Xbox. That would be a that that would literally be a death nail to that series. Um, I definitely, I believe that. Maybe that's a fanboy statement. Maybe you could yell at me in the comments. Probably that that one's. A, I got one guy going, <laughs> hey, Joe. That's such a stupid ignorant statement. I can I just picture it in my head. Shut up. Shut your beautiful mouth. Thank you for listening. Like, share, subscribe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, like, for me, I could see Xbox going. Uh, how much do can can we get can we give you to put this on game pass or let us advertise it like here's a buku amount of this here's a dumb amount of money here i get that and i think that's also why playstation will also back up the trucks okay i cuz I, I i think that is a thing of like persona 5 is in the playstation plus collection of True. games that you can download for free uh you know royal was a huge hit even though it came out what a year after five or two years yeah. after five already like people rebought that and played that whole the game director's hundreds of hours of game absolutely they bought a director's <laughs> cut uh yeah I, I just think that persona mainline games and playstation work so well together okay and they have that long lineage, and you do get those spinoffs that show up, like on the 3DS or now the Switch, or mm. out basically like on He's Nintendo consoles. Joker's in Smash. He is in Smash. Um, I, I could see them. I, I could know. see them. Honestly, going. Listen, we won't give you Xbox, but like we're going to Nintendo because they'd be stupid not to. I'd eat that shit up. I'd buy it on on, on a Nintendo console before PlayStation, just so I could take sure. it on the go with me. With my new yeah. OLED switch. <laughs> <laughs> they insult their fans so much that they continue to buy it. I I think with these though, yeah. I think Love Persona has a good I, I I think Persona has a good chance for going to Xbox yeah. with all these announcements. I still think though Persona 6 might be a PlayStation exclusive, but yeah. the other Persona games will be coming to Xbox eventually. And I mean they they dumped all the money with Square in, in Final Fantasy 16 and and uh, Forspoken. So, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's, it could go very much both ways. I'd like it, in all truth and honesty, to go you know, multi-plat so more people sure. get to experience it. Yeah. Um, because I know it, this ain't for me, so there's no skin in the game for me. Uh, Famous Seamus writes, So Atlas has teased that they have seven projects for Persona's 25th anniversary. What would you like to see Atlas do for the anniversary. Can I tell you what one project I'd like to see? I think it'd be a real deep cut. Why can't Persona at this point have their own Smash Brothers? With all the characters. They have a Persona fighting game. Oh, do they really? I believe there is a Persona fighting game amongst <laughs> the, the IP. Look, I think it was a be... PS2? No, actually, now that you're saying that, this makes more sense. 
Okay. Well, you could tell what type yeah, of Persona, Persona 4 Arena. <laughs> Persona 4 <laughs> Arena was uh, Xbox 360 okay. and PS3 and an arcade game. Okay. And I just hope it does well against that Nickelodeon's All-Star Royale. I know, game. man. It has no, give me that, that game. Give me that Rocco. I'm a Rocco main. Do you know what I'm <laughs> that saying? That game has no rollback netcode, which the fighting community is going nuts for. It's like all these <laughs> like prestigious fighters don't have this basic necessity for for fighters. And N- Nickelodeon foot the bill? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I feel like they did it for the vine. Like they just did it to do it. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for the meme, and it succeeded. <laughs> Kyle, what do you want? Obviously, I'm a fake fan. Someone yell at me in the comments again. Like, share, subscribe. I, I mean, I'm almost in the same boat because I've never finished a Persona. I played okay. a ton of five. Yeah. I played a little bit of, of four golden, uh, which I know I need to get back to. Uh, mm-hmm. Same thing with five. I need to get back to those eventually. Um, but what I would love to do is because there's so many games and so many amazing characters that people vibe with. Mm-hmm. Give me a multiverse of Persona. Where oh. all the char- all the main characters come together, and that's your party, as you're going like to a Kingdom Hearts esque type of thing. Yeah, kind of, yeah. sort of, but, but, but you're fighting this like big bad of Persona. I I don't even know okay. if that's even a thing that could be possible. Maybe it's a thing that already um, exists, Kyle. It could it very well could be. <laughs> uh, but I I would love they all have to deal with like a school theme. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would love a different looking kind of school. Okay. Like like more of a like a futuristic kind of setting yeah. in in a persona game, I think would be would be dope. And maybe just maybe a hint, maybe a, a word of advice. This doesn't have to be a school; it could be a university. So I was yeah. Joe doesn't yeah. have to feel guilty for liking the girl with the spandex and the whip and the, you know. Joe yeah. doesn't have to go seek counseling. Maybe do that for me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought because when I found out, I was Kyle. I'm not a Persona fan, so I was like, everybody's talking about best girl, best girl, and then I'm like, guys, what the what are we doing here? <laughs> I feel like you guys should be in prison. Yeah, <laughs> when you did the the oh, the on. whip noise before, yeah, I thought you could child like Lightning McQueen because <laughs> you cut out a little bit. Ka-chow. Like, oh boy, <laughs> oh, I wow. didn't know you did that show. <laughs> Just in regular conversation, oh, wow. yeah. Uh, Kyle, listen, let's yeah. talk about something that I know a thing or two about. Absolutely. Joe Scrubbles over at IGN writes, Battlefield 2042, new gen and last gen console differences explained. We already knew that last gen versions of the game would see a 64 player multiplayer cap as compared to the 128 players on PC, Xbox Series X and S and PS5. But it seems one extra difference comes in the form of map size, which will seemingly be smaller on PS4 and Xbox One. In a Battlefield briefing, EA explained, quote, Our intention is to ensure that nothing detracts from the overall experience of playing Battlefield 2042. The main differences between console generations is that we've made adjustments to the playable area on the maps to ensure a fluid play experience for Xbox One and PS4 consoles, end quote. EA does does make clear that, aside from the map size, there will be no differences in gameplay features between versions of the game. Mm -hmm. Weapons, vehicles, specialists, and gadgets all remain the same no matter what generation of console you're playing on, reads the briefing. Dynamic weather events such as tornadoes or environmental hazards like EMP storms will also be experienced by all players. One final difference comes in the form of crossplay, likely as a direct 
result of the changes made for last-gen versions. While PS... Oh my god. While PC, Xbox <laughs> Series X and S, and PS5 players will be able to play together, Xbox One and PS4 players will only be able to cross-play with other last-gen owners. Battlefield 2042 will be released on October 22nd and won't include campaign or battle royale modes, but it will include huge matches, new modes, and huge environmental effects. We'll be learning more at EA Play Live on July 22nd. So two things with this bit of news. Uh, First and foremost, we're going to be covering EA Play uh, on July 22nd. So make sure you're aware, put it down on a calendar, Chances of next week's episode being delayed or delayed till Friday is at a 100%. Um, sure. We want to make sure we're covering this event. It's going to be big enough. Unless something major happens in between, we'll have a little emergency episode. We'll have a little bite-sized version of the trophy. It's times like that that I wish we had a studio and the means to make this happen. But you, when you're saying there's a 100% chance you do the weatherman <laughs> forecast with like the green screen. Yeah. <laughs> Doppler radar over here says chance terrain on this EA play. Incoming event. dead space. <laughs> we have a dead space moving in from the right uh, in the northeast. We have an Isaac Clark coming here. Yeah. A, a Bloodborne director's cut. <laughs> a few days away yeah. on the west coast. And we got a tropical <laughs> tropical storm that is the Death Stranding director's cut coming in from the southeast. Yeah. Oh, and uh, then there's this whole abandoned thing. We, it's a cold front. It'll come and go. Who knows? That's a rant. That's a rant. I'm I'm sick of I'm sick of Blue Box Studios. You're on notice. They're about to be banned. <laughs> what is with your vague tweets? Anyway, nonetheless, I'm tired of covering you. Just know you're on notice, Assad. All right, or Assad rather. So we're gonna be again next episode this Friday, unless something huge PlayStation happens emergency episode in between that you guys have been warned just you know get those rss feeds checked every day for us that's that's not a huge ask the other thing xbox one owners ps4 owners of battlefield you ain't playing with us all right get a playstation 5 you filthy casual okay go get an xbox series yeah get a second job you hippie get these consoles if you want to play with us all right deal this kind of sucks <laughs> <laughs> right? Because, like, I heard a lot of people go, well, you know what? At least I could play with my friends on PS4, and when I upgrade in the holiday, it's there. And now that's not really the case. But on the other side of the coin, free cross-progression. Cross-play is great, but cross-progression between Xbox, PlayStation, and PC, that's huge. So that when I am upgrading to my PS5, I'm not losing any of the things that I, I bought or earned. So I think, I think that's the big good. thing here yeah. is the cross progression. Because if you were to only be playing against like PS4 players, if you're on PS4, and then when you upgrade, all that stuff you unlocked and all the cool things you did are mm. gone and you have to start over, that sucks. We've yeah. been in that boat before. I think we've moved on, and that quality of life thing should be a standard of just like you do thing in a previous game, everything stays unlocked for you in the, in the new, in the new version. Yeah. It should be easy. There should be a smart way of delivering this. Yeah. It's crazy. Nobody coined that term. I know. Right. Maybe PlayStation might've maybe someone, maybe Maybe. PlayStation get on that because the, (laughs) the way your cross saves are is a mess. It's not great. It is embarrassing and it's bad. 
and I want you to guys to know that. <laughs> that said, it's bad, and you should feel bad. <laughs> it's bad, you should feel bad. I'm so pumped for EA Play Live, man. Let me see Dead Space. Let me see Battlefield. Um, we, we don't know what we're doing in terms of how we're covering it, because Kyle, I know you're going to be uh, working when EA Play is going live. I'll be behind bars. You'll be I'll behind be bars, <laughs> <laughs> handing out the packs of stogies. You know, listen, man, taking every every smarty from these kids yeah. that they own. In exactly, poker. exactly, taking away the shivs. Um, but you know, we, we're going to try our best to to stream it. I'm going to be. Kyle's like, could you hold out for me? I'm like, there's no way. It's dead space, man. <laughs> it's dead space. Like, sorry. <laughs> like, I swear, Joe. Kyle. And this is, I'm not, I'm not making this up yeah. for the show. Please. If I fucking miss, there's that bomb for the episode. Ooh. If I miss the revival of SSX or EA Big in any way, shape, or form, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> if you get to see that before me, yeah. I'm going to be mad. <laughs> let, let me tell you how I don't play. Okay, I, I've been watching like Loki with my brother every week. We, it's, it's our bonding time. He literally said to me, "Oh, this morning he's like, oh, Joe, I'm doing something with Dad. Uh, you know, c- could we watch it later together?" I'm like, "No, I'm watching it right now." <laughs> I I woke up at six o'clock for this, and you're oh, not man. taking it away from me. And I was a real sourpuss that morning, but it was worth <laughs> it. What a finale! So yeah, that's me. Like if if it's something I'm legitimately excited for. Oh my god! <laughs> like yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I can't be stopped. That said, you know who's really excited about a few things, Kyle? Who? Bill Daddy Spencer. Oh, our intern made the news. He what? made the news. That's right. That's, that's right. Crazy. That's a deep cut that I don't think we do anymore. But <laughs> we like, haven't done it in back. a while. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Haridens over at PlayStation Universe writes, Sony has done a nice job with the DualSense controller, says Phil Spencer. Microsoft executive Phil Spencer has sprinkled praise over Sony's DualSense controller, saying the format holder has done a nice job with the PS5 pad and hinted the Xbox manufacturer could update its own controller. Speaking on the latest kind of funny gamecast, Spencer didn't hide the fact that Team Xbox is obviously quite impressed with the DualSense, but doesn't reckon there's any more bespoke accessories coming from Microsoft just yet. Spencer stated, quote, We're definitely thinking about different kinds of devices that can bring more games to more places. There's probably some work that we'll do on the controller. I think Sony's done a nice job with their controller, and we kind of look at some of that and think there are things that we should go do. But we're probably not in the more bespoke accessories place right now. We just look at what happens on Windows and other places and see if there's a unique opportunity for us. Right now, I don't think there's anything that's obvious to me. End quote. So you're telling me, Phil Spencer, you're looking at Windows, <laughs> yeah, and you're seeing this update that adds this weather ticker at the bottom of my on my taskbar. I don't, I don't want that. You're gonna add that to Xbox, yeah. A little weather ticker yeah. whenever you log in. Don't do that. Okay, but don't, I know it's 78 degrees, mostly clear. Yeah. With a oh, chance I'm 75 of rain. degrees. Mostly oh, clear. look at that. Oh. Um, a lot of people. I saw a tweet, Kyle, and it, of course, since it's a tweet on Twitter, it's a negative. Where someone said along the lines of, look at Xbox. Look at them. They just steal. They just steal tech, Kyle. They don't sure. have any respect. Sony innovates, okay? They're, they're mm-hmm. the true innovators here. Something along the, those lines. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something, gang. Haptic feedback wasn't created when the PlayStation 5 was made. Same with 3D audio. 
<laughs> Same with adaptive anything. Settle mm-hmm. down. All right. Um, yeah. Every every corporation steals from each other. Speaking of Windows, they stole their original OS from Apple. There's a big stink about that. Apple stole <laughs> many things from their competitors. Samsung yeah. as well. They all do it. These are corporations. Settle down. Yeah. Haptics oh. have been around since 90s movies where they show up virtual reality. Exactly. They're like, hey, the haptics in this vest that you wear. Yeah. Like, it's been around for a very long time. There's haptic sweaters that you could put on. Haptic body pillows. I'm not positive on that one, but it's come on. Excuse me, are those a thing? Come on, you know it's happened. Excuse me, I'm muting my mic. I'm googling. No, 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 no. It's no, 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 no. It's the internet. It's gonna take you to something sexual, Kyle. Haptic <laughs> body pillow. <laughs> pillow. Oh no, there's an orifice in that pillow. Hundred percent. Oh no. Oh wow, that's a big body pillow. <laughs> Way. Anyway, they all steal. <laughs> they all take tech from each other. I really like. Uh, dare I say? Dare I give Does this praise take PayPal? to? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Dare I give praise to Phil Spencer? Okay. Dare I? For him to say, "Hey, this is cool tech that they got on on the PlayStation. Maybe we'll use it. Maybe we don't. But we like what they did with their controller. Absolutely." Cool. <laughs> like it, yeah, right? Like, what, what's your, what's your also, thoughts this on isn't, this? And while this I isn't look the up first... this body pillow, because I think you're full of it. I didn't find an actual haptic body pillow. Oh, no, I found haptic bo- hap- haptic uh, vest that you can buy. I uh, don't know why you would need that. Um, yeah, I think, it, I think this is cool. I love when these companies, you know, get together and just, you know, congratulate each other on things. But, it, like, it's not like we haven't seen this before. Like, Xbox and Sony go back and forth. Hey, mm-hmm. congrats on the Last of Us release or the, the praise or whatever it is. And same thing with PlayStation towards Xbox. And Nintendo's on the sidelines just like, hey, I'm over here. Um, I, I, I think it's – I like when they do this. I think yeah. obvious. it's obvious – that everyone's looking at the PlayStation Five like, oh, that Dual Sense, that is next level. Yeah, like there, there is. We're in the age now of in future generations of consoles and video games. It's going to be the way we play the game, not what the game is going to look like. Oh, Joe found a pillow. No, 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 <laughs> it, not not problematic. I promise. Tactical haptic face cushion HMDs, hundred and fifty bucks. Here's the literal first sentence describing this. I only literally read five words, and I was like, uh-huh. stop the show. Feel the headshot. It punches oh, yeah. on your head. Yes. With yes. the one and only haptic face. Oh, are you kidding so me? So this was a thing in with, with like VR news where, yeah, you could wear it, and you can feel the headshots and the hits and stuff. And like, why would anybody want that? Yeah. I don't I, want that. This brings me, us back to our PSVR news where it's like, it's haptic in the, the, the yeah, mask. Yeah, no. I don't want that. I don't want Anything that resembles yeah. a headshot. I, I don't do want to pe- crush my head. Yeah. No, thank you. Uh-uh. Unless you're Lady Gaga, that's not allowed. But like to me as well, like I don't I don't want that in my life. Like I don't want to get PTSD for VR. Are you kidding me? No. Right. Nonetheless. Yeah, sorry, Kyle. <laughs> what you were <laughs> stating earlier. Um, I totally agree with. It's like, yeah. I like when companies do this. They they treat each other like people, and and it's it gets out of this console dumb war mentality. I dig it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and also, honestly, if Microsoft adopts it, that means more devs use it, which means it gets widely adopted, and then everybody gets experience haptics. And we don't have yeah. to f- fear if it's just a gimmick that's supported in the first year and then gone forever. Um, so, yeah, I, I want Xbox to adopt it. It's dope. Yeah. That being said, Kyle, you got an Xbox Series X. You're abandoning I did. us. You're creating the no, achievement hall. not at all. It, it, how do you feel about the, the Series uh, X controller? Like you've been playing yeah. with the dual sense for quite a long time. Like uh-huh. what are you, what are your thoughts on it? Do you miss the haptics and stuff? So yeah, like I've used this on PC throughout the year just so I, okay. like when I when I stream on it. So I have used it before and honestly I do every time I play with this, I miss the dual sense. It's not that this is a bad controller. It's just that my hands are used to the form factor of the the dual sense dual shock of the the analog sticks being right. level together and like every single time without fail i play a game that does not have the sacred symbols on it i mm-hmm. have to look down and like all right which one is it what mm-hmm. bumper is rb which one's lt <laughs> like it's very it, i'm still learning my way through it but yeah the dual sense just feels fantastic in my hands and mm-hmm. I Sony hit a home run, like I was saying while you found that headshot thing. Games are already drop dead gorgeous. Yeah, they already sound great. I don't know how much better we can innovate in the visual department. So the way we play games and the things that we hold and interact with these with these games, I think is the future of what generations are going to do. Mm. And that like controllers are only going to be more added on and worked on and and, and more cool things. Um, to make you even more immersed yeah. are going to happen in that dual sense. Yeah. Yeah. I dig it. And I'm right there with you as well. Um, yeah. So yeah. Cool. Thank you, Phil, for being a nice guy. Um, yeah. You know, and being a, a meme and just running with it. Yeah. That said, Kyle, let's start for some flash news. Uh, we got some sad news to start off flash news. And that is Ghostwire Tokyo delayed till 2022 for PS5 and PC. <laughs> this comes from the official tweet. We've made the decision to delay the launch of Ghostwire Tokyo to early uh, 2022. We want the we want to get the game in your hands as soon as possible so you can experience the unforgettable version of the haunted Tokyo that we've been hard at work building. At the same time, we're focused on protecting the health of everyone here at Tango. Reads a line from the developer's statement. <laughs> Come on, me. Uh, our new release window will give us time to bring the world of Ghostwire to life as we always envisioned it. Thank you for your patience as we work to bring you an experience unlike anything else we've made. We can't wait to show you more in the coming months. Cool. Take your time. Good on you, Tango. I love that line, protecting the health of everyone at Tango. Yeah. it's Love it. Yeah, we, we understand a lot of things are happening in Japan um, COVID-wise, so... Keep your people safe, man. Yeah, absolutely. Games are great, but we can wait. And if we were that console war kind of podcast, right. we would be saying right now, ha-ha, Xbox, you got to wait even longer. No, <laughs> uh-uh. no, no, no. It's it's it's. we spoke too soon about Nice Guy Phil. Okay, he, pay, he paid Tango. He ordered it. Delay the game. <laughs> Stupid. Do it. Do it. Do it. Must be done, Tango workforce or whatever. And they're like, what is that? <laughs> Do it. <laughs> yeah, screw it. <laughs> Final Fantasy 
14 Complete Edition has sold out digitally on PC and PS4. This comes from Matt, uh, Patrick Davini over at PS Lifestyle. Here's here's a story, Kyle. It almost made the main stuff. I, I do have to read a chunk of it, but Kyle. Go for it. I, there's some backstory of this. Players are currently unable to purchase Final Fantasy XIV Complete Edition on both PC and PS4 as they are sold out on the Square Enix storefront. Yes, you read that right or heard it right. A digital release, digital, is actually completely sold out, stemming from code allotments generated by the storefronts for the developer to sell. However, a waiting list is available for both versions of the game, despite the lack of codes being provided by the publisher itself. Steam and Mac versions are still available for purchase. Don't insult me by saying Macs have games. Okay, I'm a Mac user. Boy, the digital version of the game is being sold out was the was first noticed by skill up who posted the observation on Twitter. He notes that not only is the game sold out, but the character creation on the North American servers was also limited Uh, with the current uh, massive expansions. It's strange to see. Such enormous growth from the game's popularity. Normally, multiplayer games like this tend to slow down in between expansions rather than seeing a stem of players. However, some of this growth could be attributed to World of Warcraft players migrating to this MMORPG instead. Kyle, I meme World of Warcraft because it means so much to me. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Here's something. Apparently, the twist in the latest expansion of World of Warcraft was so bad that the day that the new cinematic for the next story arc happened, the literal day after, the uptick in Final Fantasy XV exploded. It seems like at this point, WoW may be starting to actually hemorrhage because they ran out of ideas two expansions ago. So, yeah. Very interesting to see. It hurts because I love warcraft it is like my beloved like if we want we can have a deep dive into the lore and i get to sit you down tell you story time that's how i know it i'm an encyclopedia (laughs) they really maybe they really screwed up sylvanas is arc if if we if we get to like 150 patrons that could be a thing all right patreon people you know what to do Uh, at 70 we got a soulsborn series this uh, this news is wild to me for yeah. a couple of reasons. Tell me. Um, also, shameless plug, go check out my conversation with Odell Harmon Jr. Uh, on the Full Circle podcast because mm-hmm. we talked about this news of it being sold out digitally. 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 Did they run out of permutations of the code <laughs> yeah. to give out to people? That's wild to me. Yeah. Also, this just gives me more reason as to be a physical only person oh yeah because the the fact that like it's digitally it's run out like this is i never thought that was a thing that could ever happen (laughs) ever and i'm like how are you gonna fix that you're gonna add one digit how's that gonna work right i i don't know (laughs) put an a in the beginning and then a new line of code starts i guess uh but like good for 
Final Fantasy yeah. fans. I, I love that Final Fantasy is getting the love. Final Fantasy fourteen is now over a decade old. Wow. Um, and it's still going this strong and more people are going every day. I want to get into it. I just I'm afraid I'm that will be the only game I play because mm. I, I, I just know I'm going to get sucked in and I will. It's going to be hard to pull me out. Uh, so, but I, I, I love that Final Fantasy is going to be strong for many, many years. For many moons. Um, also, Joe, I cannot tell you how distracting this pop up on my computer is. And I'm, it's gaming related because it's the Epic Game Store thing. Oh, boy. I got new in game Fortnite plays LeBron James. LeBron James. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, LeBron, <laughs> you're going to shoot guns. All right. That's weird. <laughs> that's weird. Um, <laughs> Kyle, you, you read this next bit of Flash News because you, you picked it yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, from Variety, Richard Lawler writes, Netflix hires former EA and Oculus exec- execs to head its gaming efforts. A report this spring from the information said that Netflix was seeking an executive to lead its push into gaming with an eye toward offering an Apple Arcade or Xbox Game Pass-like subscription bundle. Mm-hmm. Now, as first reported by Bloomberg, the streaming company company has hired Mike Verdu as its vice president of game development, reporting to COO Greg Peters. A Netflix spokesperson confirmed the hire to The Verge. Mm-hmm. According to Bloomberg, Netflix could offer games right next to its other streaming content, quote, within the next year, end quote, listed as a new genre, just like documentaries or anything else without charging extra for the experience. Mm. Verdue is a former exec who has experience with mobile gaming companies like Zynga, ran EA Mobile for a year, and most recently has been working at Facebook, acquiring a series of Oculus game developers like Big Box VR, maker of Population One. Kyle, you brought this up right before the show. Mm-hmm. What is your take of Netflix now trying to get into the game sphere? What are they thinking? Stop it. Don't they know we Stop it. This streets? is a last year joke. My my streaming service is coming soon. Everyone's yeah. <laughs> getting to the streaming service. I don't understand it. I do like that it's coming at no extra cost because Netflix is already getting too expensive. Yeah. Um, we actually have debated I, why we still have it in the house. I mean... Same. I think we have it because the girls watch it every night. Like that's okay. their thing. Uh, but I mean, where yeah, else Disney you Plus find is the slowly show with the people with dolphin faces. Absolutely. Oh man, that should be out soon. Thanks for reminding me of that show. Uh, God's truly abandoned. <laughs> I I'm just concerned that it the, the games that are going to be on Netflix are going to be like mobile type experiences. That's not exactly what I'm thinking. This is going to be like the Apple one. Or, or I really, arcade, I know? when I saw this, I really was excited because uh-huh. if this meant we got telltale versions of Netflix properties, I think that would be super yeah. cool. But it doesn't seem like that's what we're getting. Yeah, I mean, was it um, Black Mirror? Right, they did something. Black similar. Mirror had Bandersnatch, I believe. Yeah, um, this just screams like another company that doesn't understand games thinking that it's going to make a mark in games. And I don't think it's going to make a mark. I mean, Netflix already is doing stuff in games like the, the stranger things game. Yeah. Um, the, the, the old school eight bit retro style thing. They also did, did they not do the Minecraft story mode with telltale? Oh yeah. Through Netflix or something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they've done shows dabbled. dabbled, but, are we really expecting a triple A game out of this? I don't think so. But yeah. I do think this is an alarming thing we're about to walk into, and I don't think enough people are really looking at is 
more media companies are going into games. A lot of them will fail. But when I keep hearing, like, again, maybe next week or tomorrow, the news comes out. It's like NetherRealms has been purchased by Xbox. Um, like, we're seeing more media folks go, we want in on this because we see how much money it makes. But I just think they, they see the money, but they don't understand how that money yeah. is generated. So I, it, this is a worrying sign because we're going to get a lot of, you know, I'm not thinking it's going to be like the crash in the 80s where there's this like Petco made a no. fucking console. I mean, console case made. in point, uh, Ouya. Ouya. Ouya wanted like, to get into the game. Ooh, boy. <laughs> it just turned out to be like a mobile game thing and no one really used it. Yeah. It sucks. Remember, remember uh, Nintendo Labo? <laughs> That's two dings at Nintendo this episode. Um, yeah, so we'll see where this leads, but I don't think it's going anywhere. Kyle, I want to get into a conversation because this was a bit of a slower news week, but gosh yeah. darn it, I loved it. I want to talk about our game of the year so far, our top mm-hmm. games of 2021, because it's July. My yeah. goodness gracious. we've It's been seven months. Dozens of games have come out. <laughs> dozens yeah. upon dozens, Kyle. Um I want to know what's spoken to you this year, because to to me, this has been a really, really weird year. Like, we're seeing how these companies have been affected finally by the by the panorama, right? Yeah. So I want to know, what are the games that have hit for you special? Uh, maybe run down a list. And what is right now, if you say the game of the year is for you? Or actually, you know what? We'll save that. We'll save your number one. We'll get to audience picks before that. But tell me okay. some of the games that spoke to you. Uh, yeah. So uh, I'll I'll start with the one that I did not play on PlayStation. Okay. Um, Boom. it's a PC okay. game. Emily's Away Three. I adore that game and mm-hmm. the way that it made me feel. Um, Kyle Seeley, what he did for that game and and hit that nostalgia in in my brain of if you don't know what it is it's like an old school facebook messenger thing mm-hmm. and you are living the life of a high schooler falling in love with one of your high school friends and um it's really fantastic mm-hmm. it's really really good um, yeah, I don't cyber want that shadow again. yeah no believe me i it messed me up joe <laughs> uh Take cyber shadow Made. That's the song going in my head for some reason. That yeah. one night. <laughs> one night. You made um, everything alright. Sorry. <laughs> it's Cyber the humidity. Shadow. Yeah, Cyber yeah. Shadow. Cyber Shadow is dope. Old yeah. school, very hard, very difficult. Um, loved my time with it. Uh, mm. Even though it was too difficult at times, and I was very frustrated with yeah. some of the platforming in it. But it's still so, so good. Mecha Skull um, develop it. I believe it's a one-person thing. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to that person. I forgot your name off the top of my head. Uh, Cyber Shadows is fantastic. Um, Third one, and these are all in no particular order. Maquette, Mm. PS Plus game, made me feel the feels. um, And a really cool puzzler spatial thing where... It, it's like a Russian nesting doll kind of kind of game where there's always a little version of yeah. the, the the thing that you're in and a bigger version as well. Just really heady. I really loved the the acting in it. Yeah. Um. With the with, oh god, Bryce Dallas Howard. You got it. 
and her husband, whose name I can't remember. Um, great performances. I, I love what that was about. Uh, and it was a PS Plus game, so yeah. I'm happy that I got to experience it because of that. Yeah, absolutely. And then, like, the last two are up in the air for me. I don't really? know which one's more. Well, no, I mean, like, which one's more. So I'll, I'll I mean, uh, I think people can it. figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Because, honestly, the audience's pick. Because I'm right there with you. It's kind of up in the air for me as well. I got Melina in one way. But the audience, we, we, we reached out to you on Twitter, at PS You should be a part of it, gang. Follow us there. Absolutely. It's a fun time. I post some funny memes from time to time. Or <laughs> even go to the Discord. We're nice folks. I yell at people only once a day. <laughs> selling us. Selling us. I said, get back to talking. Um, good sir writes in. Although my outlook on played games on 2021 is very, very limited, I'm still trying to get my hands on a PS5. My game of the year so far, hands down, would be chicory. Chicory. Uh, the game is a perfect blend of Zelda-like exploration with witty emotional writing and an adult coloring book aesthetic. Uh, 100%. I've been playing a I, bit of it. Yeah. Dude, it's so good. Like I can't wait. You're coloring the world around you to solve puzzles. Things, you know, like like platforms pop up if you're coloring them in, or you know, if you if you erase certain like colors, like you solve just like little puzzles that way. It's 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 really yeah. smart and it's really cute and how the dialogue's given out is that very much indie. It has a cute, fuzzy like nature to it, and everybody, including your character, is named after food. So my only my only thing is I named my character Burrito, but I really wanted it to be named Smoky Tabasco Sauce because that's my favorite. But oh, I really okay. regretted the name choice because now I was like maybe just Tabasco because I love Tabasco. Well, the well the way they do it is what's your favorite food? Yeah, and you type yeah. it in and that becomes your name. Your name. It's um, so cute. Dude. This I, game's great. I'm so happy that Chicory is hitting for people. Um, yeah. You included Joe because that is one of the first games we covered at Six One Indie uh, mm. as media people and. I cannot wait to dive media into people. this final media people. Ooh, look at me with my media badge that I show off at awkward times at a mom, target look. in the in the vitamin section. Hey, mom, look! I cover games. Look at me. Um, yeah, Chicory's awesome. I can't wait yeah. to finally sit down and play it. And also, the music is from Lena Lena Rain, who did the Celeste music. Yeah. So I cannot wait. Did not expect it to be as emotional as people are saying it is, yeah. um, but. You know me, I cry at games, so I'm very excited. I'm yeah. very excited. Dude, it's it's really it's really good. And you know me. There's not even a gun in here and I like it. <laughs> I was surprised yeah. that no AK. That's why I'm impressed. Yeah. Well you you also liked the last campfire too when you played it. Sure. So. I was like, but like when do I get a collection of cough? Like when's this happening? <laughs> Ask what not Where why. Where are the headshots? <laughs> yeah. Where's Where? the haptic headshot thing? Where are the brain matter particles. Yeah. And the thing when is, too, thing. with chicory, it's like it's non-violent. Like there's no, there's like quote unquote boss fights, but you're like painting stuff. You're not ever fighting in the game either. You're not using the paintbrush to whack people. This isn't, you know, epic Mickey's adventures. Like, oh, I got you. None of that. It's really nice. It's beautiful. It's colorful. I dig Sweet. it. Uh, ask what not why, right? Returnal is my game of the year so far. Now I say this as someone who hasn't tried to get the platinum 
but I love the gameplay and the story was interesting as hell. I still find myself thinking of it, of jumping back in just for the fun of it. I thought Ratchet and Clank was, uh, was going to do it for me, but unfortunately it's not hitting, uh, what I thought it would. Nothing wrong with it in caps. So don't attack Jose or else I'll attack you. I just think <laughs> I'm in a Souls-like period of my life as I'm currently trucking through Neo on the PS5 remaster. Or is it Director's Cut? <laughs> Who gives a heck? Here's the thing. <laughs> I tried Neo on PS Now. Five minutes. I couldn't do it. Why? I can't toggle. Like, a roll for me, a dodge has to be circle. And the fact yeah. that they have, they're like, no, it's, it's cross. My brain, my muscle memory couldn't do mm-hmm. it, and I'm out. Yeah, you can't rewire it. I've had that situation before. Yeah. Don't don't give me that crap. Don't. Let me mm-hmm. let me God damn it. Anyway. Cloudside writes, for me, I'd say Returnal is my game of the year so far. I was really pleased to get the platinum after a save loss. Ooh, God. Everything uh, from the atmosphere, graphics, story, super smooth gameplay is on point. The the beautiful Ratchet and Clank is a close second. With Hades out soon too, I'm sure it'll push them both hard. Now, here's a question. Do you think your final game of the year will come to these three? This is great. I'm going to hold on to that cloud side because I think yeah. that's, that's a really great question. And then, uh, and if I'm mispronouncing your name, understand I'm from Jersey. I'm dumb, dyslexic. Uh, Donay Raksha writes in via PS Trophy Room on Twitter, my game of the year so far is Returnal. It looks amazing. Sound design is great. That 3D audio is bonkers. Fast at times, yet somehow everything feels considered and deliberate. What a great way to describe it. There is a lot on on the horizon for the rest of the year. I see what you did. I see what you did. <laughs> but wink, this wink. game is going to be hard to beat. I, all these, fantastic. Fan-freaking-tastic. For me, my my current like top games is really difficult. But I want to give a huge shout out to Knockout City. You are yeah. a blast. You are a hidden gem, a surprise hit, nonetheless. Awesome, fun game. Like so much fun. So such a great mm-hmm. multiplayer game. Um, and it's just something you could chill out with your friends. It does have that Splatoon-like nature where it's taking, you know, that five e five. What you think of uh, uh, multiplayer games and just making a nice little spin on it, a kid-friendly spin at that. Outriders is the next one. I found a journal. Uh, This game has a lot of jagged edges, but damn, if they don't get one thing right, the gameplay is so much fun. It's just a fun as heck game. I love Outriders. Like, I really do. I, I think it's fantastic in its gameplay department. You want to turn your brain off? This is the game to do it. And then the three for me, Kyle, there's three that's really, really hard for me. So I'm going to start with Hitman 3. This is a game I think I've poured the most hours into. Over 100. (laughs) I love this game. It takes stealth and puzzle solving, two things that I hate, and marries them in such a unique way that it makes me love it. Like, I genuinely, mm-hmm. Hitman 3 made me such a big fan that I went back to one, went back to two with the re, technically remastered, but reworked engine to make the games look like they're just, they belong on the PlayStation 5. This thing, this game is absolutely stellar. 
And I, I can't recommend it enough. I love Hitman 3. I love IO. And honestly, whatever IO does next, I will be following them. Like, yeah, they're doing the Bond game. James Bond. That's right. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it sucks that, you know, uh, what's, what's his face? Sean Connery? Very problematic. Very. Very. Wow. And it's not like, oh, Joe, you're just like, uh, uh, you know, sensitive. No, 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 no. You no, check no. the interview. You're like, whoa, times have changed. Uh-huh. Rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have a lot of fun. I guess your two are my two, right? Yeah, we, we share the same top two. As of now, yeah. Returnal and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Um, I I keep going to, like, I love Housemark games, yeah. and I love what Housemark did with Returnal and the gameplay loop I found extremely satisfying. The downfall is mm. the grind was too much. Yeah. Um, the the fact that you could not save in between your runs. Little bit of a bummer. Yeah. Um, there were some glitches, too, or things that kind of broke the game. And, like, maybe gave me a migraine for two days because <laughs> the sound got real loud out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, then you got Ratchet & Clank, who, which is just pure fun it's what i love playing as a kid it makes me feel like a kid when i play it the weapons are cool they're different enough that you want to use them all you love the performances especially of kit and rivet but then it's like it's a little bit on the short side it's a it's a little bit it's kind of like a one and done thing like i i i thought i would go in and and upgrade all the omega weapons but i just yeah i'm not feeling the pull to go back to it um so like it's they're both kind of up there um but then there's that looming third game right i mean going back herman hulse would just drop the date herman just drop it herman do you think that like what cloudside said (laughs) Do you think this? The, do you think your final game of the year will be these 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 games? Like, do you think it's going to come down to Returnal or Ratchet for you at the end of the year? I mean, technically, it's Hades, you very, can there, but yeah, I guess at least last um, year. But on PlayStation platforms, that's where it matters, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> I think they have a good shot of it, but there are still so many games coming out Fair. Um, that I don't want to like. I don't want to crown either one of them yet because, like, Kana comes out next month. Shit. And that, depending on how great that hits, that could be up there as well. Mm. I don't know, man. There's just a lot of really cool games coming this year. Yeah. And again, Herman, let us know. Let's go. It's time. <laughs> Please. It's so time. Um, see, here's the thing. With Returnal, I think it, I, I, I beat a, a dead horse of this. I think it gave me one of the best sci-fi stories in a minute. I think it Absolutely. really proved that that if given the opportunity, they can make a story that is really, really, really good, um, and not and not you know give way to what makes Housemark Housemark. At the same exact time, though, that platinum run really did beat beat a lot of the joy I had out of it. That said, I heard a patch that uh, more sigils will appear, more doors will appear as well. Oh, beautiful. So a lot of people that had the problem with like me in the beginning won't have that problem. Oh, great. But yeah, that was that was a bit of a intense grind that I hope they they 
really take the RNG out of trophies. <laughs> uh, yeah. That said, though, like, God, that game is stellar. That gameplay is so much fun. So Ratchet good. and Clank does show what the PS5 is capable of. Like, it is, it is the showcase. It is, like, as much as I love Returnal, I can't recommend it to everybody because it is difficult as heck. Ratchet yeah. is a game that I can recommend to anyone. And maybe that goes back to the easy mode thing as well. We're talking about where anybody, you're a kid, a teen, an adult, someone nostalgic, whatever the case may be. This story hits and resonates with everybody. It does the Pixar thing where there's humor for adults. There's humor for kids. And really the VO is just out of this world. Great. So to me, I lean towards Ratchet and Clank, but out of these top three, it is I'm really intrigued what my game of the year will be in 2021 because, yeah, I do think it's going to come down to these three and maybe one or two others. Like, yeah, I know this is a PlayStation show. I get it. We gave Phil Spencer credit way too much already. <laughs> but <laughs> why did I just have such a tone like that? Uh, but to me, I really think Halo has a chance to really bring it back for me. I, I've been playing a hell of a lot of Halo 5, just getting my body ready, tuned, finally, so that I could own some noobs in Halo Infinite. I want to feel the way I felt for the Master Chief that I did when I was nine years old, painting my Stormtroopers green so I could play pretend. Like, I want that. I want that back for Halo. Halo means something to me, and I want that feeling to... I want for the first time in what seems like forever... Just go, wow, what a what an experience. Because I don't think there's been a honestly great Halo story since four. Like, don't make mm. a girl a promise you can't keep as a line that sticks with me. So yeah, I'm rooting for Halo. And then we also got Horizon. So that game as well needs so much as the podcast exists, blah blah blah. You, you yep. get it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm also I'm also just looking at other ones like Deathloop. Could oh my god, be a sneaky right. one. Dude, um, so good. Life is strange. True colors could be a, a, a contender. Yeah. Like I mentioned, Kana. Like there's there's a lot. There's a, there's a lot of games. Yeah, there's a lot of games. Like, also, and for me personally, like twelve minutes on Xbox, I can't true. wait to play that. Game. Death's door. Your your bird oh, with a sword. I can't. That is the reason I bought a Series X, and I know the that's ascent. funny to a lot of people. Oh my god, video games, man. Again, the achievement Ooh. hall. It's coming. Like games are Ooh. awesome. Play where you want. <laughs> Play whatever difficulty you want. I don't give a shit. So, Kyle. Absolutely. Space Jam, a new legacy. I'm sorry. (laughs) We'll get there. (laughs) We'll get there. Listen, I want to ask you a question. I've been having a lot of fun on this show this week. But um, one important question is, are you holding on to something? Prepare the drop. Here are the latest steals and deals. Coming to the PlayStation storefront. Where the heart leads. Kyle, you played this on... PS5 and PS4, July 13th, Lost at Sea, on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series S and X and PC, ew, just play it on PS5, F1, (laughs) 21, on PlayStation 5 and PS4, Observer, System Redux, on PS4 and Xbox One, July 16th, and in a special segment I'd like to call, why are you fucking me on this one? Space Jam A New Legacy disrespects its fans by coming out only on the Xbox Series X and S <laughs> on July 16th. Are you kidding me? 
I love a good Space Jam. The You're first game was it? trash. First game was trash. Sure, and this is like a free game as well. Like it's, but it's still Space Jam. Okay, fair. I'm gonna watch the shit out of that, dude. I can't wait. I oh my god, I can't wait for <laughs> oh Friday. Oh my god, dude. Yeah, I mean, like LeBron. First off, LeBron, good actor. Like for like absolutely a, a athlete. Absolutely, I watched the original Space Jam. Because sometimes I like to go back, get a little nostalgic, and then look at like where scenes were probably a little problematic. You go, okay, I don't think this would work in society. Surprisingly, yeah. not too many, not no, too many. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm I'm so in on 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 New Legacy because Michael Jordan's acting. Listen, he's the king of the court. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. It was rough. No. Oh yeah, it's bad. And I thought I thought uh, what's his face? Oh my god. From Ghostbusters. Why am I blanking? Bill Murray. Bill Murray. I thought he was in it uh, way more. Nope. It's just Bill nope. Murray being Bill Murray. He's like, I'm here for the money. You got 15 minutes with me. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Zendaya is Lola Bunny. And uh, I'm just going to say it. Uh, Zendaya, I invite you to kick me right in the forehead as hard as you can. <laughs> as hard as you can. You're gorgeous. And I legitimately have a crush on her. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, I get the little bunny fetish is what I'm saying. Kyle, with that said, and the the, the the attraction to Zendaya all out of the way, you've been playing a game, Kyle, yeah. called Where the Heart Leads. Speaking of, Absolutely. my heart leads to Zendaya, I love her. But for you, you've been playing a bit yeah. of this. Yes. Throwing, throwing some time in it. I want to know what this game is all about. I'm hearing nothing but great things, but I have no idea what it is. So Kyle, take it away. Yeah. Uh, huge shout out to Armature for the code. Absolutely. Um, appreciate you very much. Um, this game follows uh, a dad by the name of Wit. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's on this farm, farms on his farm stand, and there's a storm coming in, like a thunderstorm. Um, and during this storm, the ground opens up, and it's mm. like a giant sinkhole. And the family dog <gasps> falls in. No. And the very, like, this happens within the first two minutes. So you have to rush and figure out how you're going to save the dog. Any means necessary. That's how I played it as well. Um, So this is a narrative choice, story choice, adventure game. This isn't like a platformer or anything. You are mm-hmm. making choices to move the story forward and affect story choices in the future. Mm. Um, so, yeah, the story opens up very, very uh, hard and fast. And you have to figure out, all right, how am I going to get to my my dog? The kids are outside worrying. worrying. You have to choose whether or not you're going to tell them everything's going to be all kids. right. Don't care about the kids. <laughs> you got to tell, tell your wife, you know. I, I'm scared or be the strong right. father figure that you need to be right. in that moment. Um, and then when you get down, uh, and I don't want to spoil how you get down. Sure, or anything, just whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah. But when you get to the dog, you have the choice of do you keep trying or give basically like find a new way and risk right. the dog falling even further? Because oh, the, the dog didn't fall all the way down, but mm-hmm. it's on a ledge, like oh, pretty close. Okay. So you make that choice, and um, let me let me I ask you a question. It, let me get. I ask, saved the dog. Okay. I first off, thank you, thank you. That's I a, saved the dog. Is it is it is this game all about a traumatic event, or are you you looking at like past events of like how it led to this point? No. Yeah. So once you once that opening 
choice is made. Again, I don't know what happens if you don't save the dog. You go you straight end to up hell. Falling. <laughs> well, ironically, you do fall down into the hole. Okay. Um, your apparatus that you use to get down breaks, and you are now the one falling deep into the earth in this giant sinkhole. Mm. And when you land, um, you're in this new kind of hidden world where you are reliving memories. Ooh. Of uh, when you're a child and um, your wife sends down a letter that you read and, and that letter is affected by your choices that you made before. Um, and again, this is all within like the first 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. It, it, wow. it goes pretty fast. So then you are going through and and interacting with like uh, little eyeballs yeah. um, that tell you like things that you can interact with. And it's telling the story of Lit. And of his family and these important moments in his life. And I'm assuming and you're crafting your wit as you go along. You're making the choices whether or not. So, like, the first one is um, you run into your brother. Do you choose to listen to your brother to get through this dark area? Right. Or you don't listen to him and you figure it out on your own. Mm. And so, like, you have those kind of choices. And then at the end of that section... Um, you open up into what is what your childhood home was like and you meeting your oh, wife wow. for the first time. Okay. And, and that is kind of where I ended. It's only, mm-hmm. I've only played like an hour and a half of it, but I, it is a emotionally gripping story. It is a little linear. There mm-hmm. is not a whole lot of exploring to be done. It sure. is point A, point B, follow the story beats along the way, which is not a bad thing, especially if you just want to get the story uh, done and really engrossed in it, which I am. Yeah. Um, it's beautiful. Uh, I really, really dig in it. It's nice. it's exactly the kind of like gripping kind of story that I love in games. Well, I'm very a- happy about it. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And when it comes to since this, this is a, you said an action, um, what is it? Just what? adventure. Adventure. Sorry. Always story choice. Yeah. Um, yeah. The one thing that I think of when I like, when I'm thinking of a classic point and click type of type of thing here is how are the fonts, you know, I don't like reading, you know, reading is hard for me. Um, yeah. <laughs> especially when it's small fonts. I've heard uh, there's there's patches to make them, you know, bigger. But yes, so at f- at first booting it up, everything in the game is from a text bubble over okay. the characters' heads, and at first they are very tiny. Okay. Um, and I immediately went into the options, and I guess this was after the patch. You can make those text box, those speech bubbles, or whatever whatever size you want. I, I don't know how big you can get it, but I made them big enough so to where like I could easily read them and didn't feel like a strain. Mm. So that kind of alleviated those kind of fears for me. And since you're only a few hours in, how, how are you digging the dialogue? Dialogue's really uh, natural, yeah. I would say. Um, it, it, it feels like I am inside this man's thoughts mm. and it, it seems kind of free-flowing. I feel like I am quickly becoming in the the shoes of wit and mm. and actually making those choices as him instead of just like a passer yeah. uh, passenger on this road question yeah. here v- voiceover or no because this is a, a small indie game so i'm i'm thinking nay on this i stumped him i don't remember it's been a few days since i played sure i you don't remember if wit <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the kids here in, in my home prison. No, they're, my nieces are totally fine and safe. Yeah. Uh, I love them they're, very much. Never they're not them. the jailers. <laughs> no, they're not. They're feeding me well. Uh, I, I think... I think Wit might be voice. Okay. Okay. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. But yeah. It's been a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I can clearly remember the dog barking though. <laughs> Good. Because I was so stressed. Because I will freak out. And, and, and real I was talk. So stressed. <laughs> in, in, in real talk. Uh, before we talk about, do you recommend this game so far? As what you've gotten if into. You, yeah. If you're into narrative games, very engrossing, gripping stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and aren't afraid to get a little emotional while playing your games, absolutely play this game. Mm. If you're not a point-and-click kind of adventure type of person, maybe hold off, even though there isn't, like, puzzles. It's very telltale, and it's it's story choices. Um, just know that going in. But I, I definitely think it, it deserves to be experienced. All right. All right. I, I got a question for you, Kyle. Mm-hmm. When you when you see a movie with like a dog or like a horse in it or whatever, and it's oh, like the main thing, do you go yeah. on does the dog dot com? Uh, no, I just don't even watch that movie. Okay, I have never seen Marley and Me. I refuse. Mm. I I can't. I can't do it. No, I can't either. I I I can't do it. No, Airbud. When I was little, I was very scared <laughs> at Airbud. <laughs> That, is that like, the dog that's that's just playing basketball? That plays basketball. Yeah. So at the at the end of that movie, Joe, they the way the courtroom does, like there's they a bring the dog in. Yeah, because there's a custody battle over the abusive owner and this kid that found this dog and took him in and is part of the basketball team. Uh which is a wild sentence. Yeah. But like the judge is like, all right, let the dog choose. And the abusive owner was like yelling and screaming at him, and the do- Airbud was slowly going towards him. That horrified me. He was like, "No, Airbud, don't!" And even the scene with the kid like letting Airbud go, saying yeah. like, "You have to go now. Run, be free." Yeah. That destroyed me as a kid. So, Airbud, mo- pivotal, pivotal moment in my cinema history. Also, it's like, is this how the criminal <laughs> justice system really works? Because like, if right? so, we're in trouble. You know, I mean, we already were, <laughs> yeah. but like, we're in deep shit. Uh, yeah. I have I see I have a problem with a with a review that came in from last week, Kyle. A Uh-oh. four four star review. So Tiger Jordan writes in and he knows just how to get to me, you son of a gun. Because I've stated it. You don't give me if I give a one star on an Apple podcast, <laughs> whatever. It's whatever. <laughs> that real effort is a three or a four because it feels honest. It feels Uh-oh. honest. You hurt me, Jordan. You hurt me. Oh, what's happening? He says, what's happening? that plague tale spoiler about the dog wasn't cool, Joe. You tried to clean it up with some sentiment, uh, something sentimental about how, uh, you, how hurt you get with dogs dying in movies or getting hurt in movies, but it was still a spoiler. You should know better than that. Still a great listen, but not cool, Joe. Okay. Jordan, I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Like, share, subscribe. How dare you? <laughs> first off, first off, you had a year to play this game, right? So, Jordan, I don't know. I don't know if you're in it. I don't know if you're in it. You know what I mean? Like, you were really committed to playing this game. You had a year to, and you didn't. Secondly, secondly, and I'm not just talking what happens to the dog right now. Maybe its leg gets broken. Maybe... The owner hits it. I don't know. Can't tell you because I can't risk another one of these. But what I will tell you is, Jordan, you had a year. 
So much so that Plague Tale literally memed it. They memed it. They literally said something along the lines on their Twitter of, yes, you could pet the dog in this game, but don't get attached. And they literally said, did they really? Yes. And then they said, hey, can you send us pictures of your dog, like community pictures of, of dogs in this game? And then they said, brave of you to actually do this, consider considering what we what you've seen we, what we do to dogs. So they're memed it. They've memed what? it. What? Also, shitty joke. Shitty joke, by the way. Oh my I don't like God. it. I don't like it. So Plague Tale themselves have quote unquote spoiled it. Also, let's be honest here. Let's be honest. When you took a look at the marketing of this game, where did you see a dog? You know what I mean? We could we could pull we can come on. We can we can add here. One plus one equals that dog is not air budding it. <laughs> it's not gonna win the case, you know? So I just had a problem with it. And I have to call it out. I have to call it spade a spade. Plague Tale has <sighs> memed it. They've if I feel like Kyle, and maybe we need rules on how these things work. Maybe we need our own court system of like what is a spoiler? Honest to God, what's a spoiler? How long do you have from not playing a game until playing it? Is it considered a spoiler? Or should you never mm. speak about anything ever in terms of spoilers? Mm. It's a good question. Because I don't think, I think I'm doing a public service. I'm, I'm saying a dog gets hurt in a game or a movie. I, I mean, I, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I can see where Jordan's coming from, though, because this game mm-hmm. is now on PS Plus so for more people to experience. Right, it. but you had it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I can yeah. see it both ways. Jordan, you got Kyle on your side. Kyle's giving me a four star review right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's feeling it. <laughs> I get it, but like at the same exact time, if I feel like if it's the first fifteen minutes of a thing, it's not major. Like the dog doesn't have a dog family. You know what I mean? Like you're you're the main character's not a dog. If I said like in Moss Book Two, like Quill's the family dog just gets doesn't eviscerated. have a dog family. Yeah, if like if if it's like a, <laughs> I don't I don't think it's a big deal is what I'm trying to say. All right. <laughs> you, you you differ. You think it's a big deal? I I don't think it's a huge deal. Well, you just said I can't watch Marley and Me. We can I assume can't. what happens at Marley and me. Oh, you I said. thought you were talking about the spoiler. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the spoiler. Is that a spoiler, it. Kyle? Is that okay? Because Marley and me came out a long time ago? <laughs> yeah, that is totally okay. So I could just tell you the end of Godfather, a cinematic masterpiece, because it's been a while. I mean, I saw Godfather. But one. someone couldn't have it. Maybe it's on Netflix, and now everybody could watch it, Kyle. <laughs> You're getting very angry over a plague tale. <laughs> I'm just I I felt like I did a public service and I'm being wronged because I did a public service. Don't feel that way. Jordan, I appreciate the review. I appreciate it as well. Thank you for rating us four stars. Could have been a little higher, but that's fine. You know? <laughs> also, Michael's brother dies in uh, Godfather, so take that. Son of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> we got one last question before hey, guess, we go. Guess what? Darth Vader is Luke's dad. What? That's father and Dutch. Kyle? Yeah. It's time to hop on the po- Sony Pony Express. Yeah, Back out. Todd Oksher writes in, and this is the only question. First off, everybody hit it out of the park this week with questions, y'all. Thank you so Absolutely. much for writing in. Um, Todd writes, 
Does PlayStation need a new marketing team? Ooh, hard hits here. PS Now is under the radar and no one knows it exists. Their social media and blog feels lifeless. The state of play have no personality. Whoa, Todd, you're going, you're going for the jugular. Oh my goodness. Okay, you know what? Jordan, I, I'm sorry I attacked you so bad. This Todd's going at, at us. <laughs> at best, they come off aloof. At worst, they seem out of touch. Woof. Kyle, do you believe mm. this bunch of hoot and nanny? <laughs> what did I say? Hullabaloo? Hullabaloo? You believe this? Uh, I don't think they need a new marketing team. I think for the most part, I think they do a good job. Yeah, I think I think their Twitter account is pretty good at what they do of highlighting some new things. Um, the blog, I'm kind of with you. I okay. kind of miss the drop. Um, I kind of miss the the here's what's coming to PlayStation that week. Um, I miss that they do have PS Now updates on the blog, so mm. it's not. But I I'm, I am with Todd there. I don't think many people go to the blog and see what's coming to PS Now. Yeah. Or let alone PS Now is a thing. Um, disagree completely on the state of play thing. Right. I think they have their own unique personality visually, mm-hmm. um, and the way that the transitions are a little. I guess yeah, it's ripping off Nintendo a little bit, but uh, I, they've learned from their mistakes. I think early on they were not great. Yeah. I think they're doing fine. I don't think they're atrocious. Do they need a new marketing team? No. Do they need a new direction? Yes. Um, so <sighs> PS Now, I think, is under the radar because it's going to get a revamp. Like, I think they're not promoting it as much because th- something's going to happen to that service, and hopefully it's something cool, right? Um, their social media, I agree. It's boring. It's just a lot of ads. I, I agree. Uh, Xbox does a fantastic job with their PR team. Like they'll talk to me sometimes. I'm like, hey, what's up, Xbox? You know, I I didn't <laughs> like your was it all in one uh, music video? Oh, the R and B music. Oh video? man, it just reminded me of any every quinceanera I've ever been to, and I hated it. But, um, but like at least they do weird stuff like that, man. At least they go out of their way to like really communicate, and it just seems like PlayStation's like, okay, so X company gave us X amount of money to promote their game, so. Here's a spot at 9 a.m. Here's a spot at 10 a.m. Here's a spot at 11. Here's a tournament at 12 and goodbye. And that just doesn't do it for me, man. Give I think they really got to let their social teams have fun with their 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 social media. Have fun with us. It's okay to, to have fun. Uh, the blogs feels lifeless. I feel like that's just all blogs. And if I'm not mistaken, the Alexa rank on the blog ranks pretty high. I think if I'm not mistaken, I was using the oh, free okay. version because I'm cheap, but it's like number like 629. Like it ranks really know. high of all the internet. So like, great job on you. Uh, but yeah, I don't think everybody's going to the blog. I think that that traffic goes to when they have like a Horizon or a Last of Us you know, type of announcement. The state of plays, I'm going to argue a hard now. I love the state of plays. Yeah. I think they've done a great job of setting the expectations of what you're going to get. They state it before the, the shows start. They even stated this one. They're like, hey, no Horizon, but it's coming. No God of War, it's coming. Don't worry. This is for Deathloop. Um, they do great jobs at setting expectations. I think, is, is it the games you want to see? No. I would hold out hope. Wait till the last 
whatever state of play is, the one that's supposed to blow our socks off, then we get to compare. Because I'm going to be real. I thought the future of the PS5 or future of games event with the reveal of the PS5 was fan-freaking-tastic. It was really, really good. And I love PlayStation's motto when they're showing off games of these games have to be running on PlayStation 5. These things have to be running on our console. You don't get that on the other side, unfortunately. And that should not be mm-hmm. taking a dig at Xbox. We just praise them a shit ton. So let me have one critique here. You know, um, so that said, you know, Xbox doesn't do that all the time with their games. You know, they're, they're most of the times showcased on PCs, which is fine, but whatever. So to me, I, I really like the state of play feel. I like the expectations, and I think we ourselves have to keep our level of expectations checked because when we're reading those rumors from, you know, blog A, B, and C about Ghost of Tsushima's DLC lasting 20 hours, it's like, no, mm-hmm. no, that's not true. Bloodborne's second, third, you know, leak this week, it's like probably not the case as much as I want to believe it. Um, so I think we really got to keep expectations leveled here. That's all. Sure. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I love you all so very much. Kyle, what a terrific episode of the Trophy One PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. Don't you agree? Absolutely, I do. The coffee kicked in halfway through the show. Did you notice? <laughs> you're going you're going up and I'm slowly going down. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Kyle, where what words and hullabaloo. Kyle, where can people find you? Where where can we spotlight your stiff? Uh, you can find uh, my banger of content over at Mr. K Step on Twitter and on PSN and on Xbox. Now you can add me over there. Uh, you can follow all the indie game coverage I do over at six one indie.com. That's six spelled out S I X and one O N E I N D I E, as well as twitch.tv slash six one indie, where I completed the Claire story of RE2 on Tuesday. So I've now gotten the full Resident Evil 2 remake experience. Experience. Um, RE3 is coming at some point this year, and some really, really cool gameplay happening over there. And uh, yeah, just I love you very much. Just stay safe, stay cool. For the love of God, hydrate. Don't dihydrate. Whoa, what a ride. <laughs> uh, speaking of, Awesome Dave did ask a question. We'll save that for the post show. Okay. And this post show is wild. Let me tell you, if you're a patron for only a buck. Oh, I can't wait my brother <laughs> and my father almost stumbled into a military facility where they literally said the sign was we'll shoot on site they made a wrong turn in the middle of pennsylvania and they're like how the hell do we get out of here and not become fugitives after it's gonna be <clears throat> a big river show kyle what a fantastic <laughs> episode this was of the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast. You can find the show over on YouTube, the video version. You can find us anywhere. You get your podcast at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. Please rate us five stars there. It really does help us out, boost us in the analytics and all that stuff. Also, please, I, I forget to say this, share this with your friends. Let everybody know that this, there's beautiful, beautiful PlayStation podcast with two beautiful boys talking about PlayStation. Tell us, let, let the world know of the Trophy Room PlayStation Podcast. You can find us over at PS Trophy Room, me at Mr. Badbit. And Kyle, is there one last thing before we go? 
Yeah, just a reminder if uh, for this month's Road to Greatness, if you would like to play along with us, we are playing Gravity Rush Remastered, which is available on PS Now. Um, that episode will be recorded in a few weeks, so you have time, but we're letting you know now. Thank so you have plenty that. of time to play it. Yeah, I'll be streaming it next week as proof. Yeah, yes. so I can't wait. I'm going to platinum the heck out of that game. With all that said and with all that out of the way, everybody, we love you. Keep your wits about you, keep hunting, and keep playing PlayStation.